the show starts in 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1, go. Electricity here in Columbia. What has been buzzing loudly all weekend. Passion of the crowd in Williams Bryce Stadium is second to none. And the raid breaks out in Columbia. It is good. Gamecock fans, welcome home. See how it goes, uh, but we'll be ready to go. It's time to root. Let's go, Carolina! It's gone! Touchdown! What a hit! He makes it in! Can you believe it? Here are your hosts, J.C. Sherbert, Bill Molinax, My wife doesn't like hanging around losers, and Jamie Bradford. I'm going to tell you, you look like you joined Doug Dynasty. Happy St. Patrick's Day. Greetings and good morning and welcome aboard inside the Gamecocks, the show live from the Sinorama studios and very proudly presented by Express Sunrooms of Columbia. Sinorama is the preferred sign partner of Gamecock Athletics. Design, production, install and service Gamecock owned and operated. Look around in Columbia, South Carolina, places like williams Bryce Stadium, Founders Park, Colonial Life Arena, where it's going to be hopping starting today with the women set to go here in just a few hours and so much more. The work you see, that's Sinorama. They are that good, and they can do pretty much anything you need them to possibly do. I don't know, maybe like create another women's national championship banner potentially coming up here in just a few weeks. Sinorama.com and put this phone number, if you need it, into your phone, 803 407 nine two eight four jc jb and phil we're here till one o'clock coming up in about 15 minutes we'll be joined by Stuart lake as he'll help us preview this uh, weekend series between the bulldogs of georgia and our gamecocks of south carolina as i mentioned though uh, the ladies will tip it off coming up at two o'clock they are the fourth game of the day the first four was played last night uh, but today uh, South Carolina is going to get Norfolk State coming up at 2 o'clock, and uh, we're certainly looking forward to Dawn Staley and her ladies putting together another run. What they've done in the last four years is unbelievable. We'll give you some of those numbers coming up here in just a minute. Yesterday was wild in men's basketball. Virtually nobody in America has a perfect bracket anymore. It's something like .0003% or something like that. It's ridiculous. Uh, Princeton knocking off uh, the two-seed Arizona last night was a big story. Yesterday, the big story was what on God's green earth happened at the end of the Furman game where the kid from Virginia just kind of tossed it up and Furman said, we'll take that and we'll take it from here. And they did. Uh, Unfortunately for us Palmetto Staters, no Paladin-Cougar second-round matchup in Orlando as the College of Charleston kind of got hosed on a call there at the end. I don't know if it cost them the game or not, but they did get hosed on that call. And uh, their season ended after 31 wins throughout the regular season into the tournament. So we got some football stuff to get to today. We'll certainly look at our brackets, guys. Um, 
and uh, we'll send you send you off into the weekend. Happy St. Patrick's Day! This is the only green I've got. The, the camo <laughs> one. So I like I came downstairs this morning, and my kids were like, "What are you doing?" I was like, "I." We, I don't have all that green stuff y'all have, so um, you'll have to bear with me. But happy St. Patrick's Day. JC, Phil, what do you think a guy like Latte Lance does on St. Patrick's Day, just out of curiosity? Well, he, he's already in the <laughs> yeah. chat box um, talking about uh, he feels bad. He was he was actually right after Craiger today in the chat box at 9.53 or 10.53 a.m. getting ready and – He's like, what's up, kill us in early. And he's like, I feel sorry for the cold beers tonight. Yeah. <laughs> me, me, me too. Right yeah, now he needs to be hydrating. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Latte Lance is uh this has gotta be. I don't know if Lance has any Irish in his bones, but if not, I don't think that really matters to him. Uh so today's probably going to be an event of sorts. And we'll see if Carolina baseball in Georgia are able to play. I'm actually kind of surprised we haven't heard anything um, because rain is falling and it's expected to fall throughout the afternoon uh, in Athens, Georgia. And this is a big series, guys. Georgia's playing well, and uh, we're certainly going to get plenty, plenty, plenty into that. So, all right. Um, well, uh, plenty to go or plenty to get to on the women's side as well. But, guys, we, we've – I mean – Come on, man. Yesterday was uh, it was a great day. The, the upsets made it certainly. That the ending to the Furman game, I I I, I just can't get over it. I just cannot. The I the two fifteen upset of Arizona was uh, was amazing to watch. Princeton is a team that is dangerous when they're in the tournament. They always have been. Um, not saying I predicted that or anything of that nature, but Furman hadn't even been in the damn thing for 43 years. They looked at one point like it was about to get away from them. They didn't let it. And then magic, the luck of the Paladin the day before the luck of the Irish. Crazy. Uh, uh, Virginia, man. Yeah. Is there a more hard i mean look i know they've won national championships in baseball and basketball men's basketball in the last decade right but they have terrible luck most of the time i mean their football team was ranked number 1 in 1989 or 1990 georgia tech goes up there and beats them and then they ended up 8 and 4 and got beat by 25 as frank beamer was just then starting to build virginia tech uh, ended up eight and four, you know, so wah, 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 you know, um, they, you know, they're the only number one seed in the history of the NCAA tournament to lose to a 16. Uh, and yesterday I thought Virginia actually was somewhat resilient and played a good game. Uh, Furman was hot at times and uh, Furman was nervous early, I thought, but man, oh man, that mistake at the end, uh, just tossed it up in the air and, this kid, uh, and then the Pegues ice water, you know, hitting that daggum three to win it. I mean, that's that's something else. So, have a lot of Furman friends, Furman uh, buddies. Congratulations to the Paladins. I wish Charleston would have won. Uh, I think San Diego State. You don't really think about it, but they have some big athletic dudes. That was yeah. a that was a big athletic San Diego State team. Charleston played and, and I because I was kind of thinking, well, San Diego State, how good can they possibly be? I was like an SEC 
high-level ACC basketball team, Big East-type yeah. basketball team, uh, San Diego mm-hmm. State. Charleston gave it all they had, certainly had their moments when they probably could have done a little better. But uh, uh, sad for the Cougs because I wanted that all-South Carolina second-round matchup. But, you know, one of them won, and congratulations. Well, I, you know, yeah. I, first of all, can I uh, – hold on, hold on. Okay, he's Sports Illustrated, so I can say it. Um, <laughs> there's just some there's just some national writers out there that they've done literally nothing athletically in their lives, and all they want to do is talk about their JV swim squads or whatever. And, uh, and uh, you know, uh, one in particular, PF, would be – that doesn't give it away. Um, yeah. Who writes for Sports Illustrated. Uh, I, 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 look, I'm not a Virginia fan. Okay, I don't care about Virginia. Um, whatever. But I'm more of a, a hokey when it comes to the Virginia schools. But yeah. I have some friends that are who's, but that's about it. Yeah, I, I just, I, I don't know. Like, I don't understand how people read columns like the one that this guy wrote about. Virginia basically being the worst, uh, or uh, I'm sorry, um, the the co- uh, what's his name, the head coach at Virginia, uh, Tony Bennett. T- Tony Bennett, basically being like the worst postseason coach ever, and I mean he's won a national championship. I mean, look, yeah, I, I know they, I know they've been upset in the first round. Like, I, I get that, I understand that, but I, 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 I just some of the national media people, I, I don't, I, I don't. Who are you, and why are you qualified to say things like that? It just just doesn't make a lot of sense to me. But um, yeah, I mean, Pat needs to be uh, you know worried about his Kentucky Wildcats, and there you, you want to talk about the worst coach or the worst coaching job? Kentucky annually men's basketball more talent than anybody else in the country. They're they're yeah. lucky to be a six seed. Yeah, lost yeah. to South Carolina at home, man. Right. <laughs> I mean, come on. Yeah. <laughs> hey, how about the game? The Gamecocks beat Kentucky on the road. And almost beat Arkansas and Alabama. Arkansas went up and down the court. They went off on Illinois. Uh, believe me, trust me, I, I was sitting at an establishment with a bunch of Illinois fans, miserable bunch of people. Uh, you <laughs> <Yeah>. know, <laughs> uh, and because Arkansas, Illinois got up to a quick start, Arkansas just totally outclassed them. Um, so you kind of think back to the season, the Gamecocks had some moments where they were pretty competitive against some of these teams that are in the NCAA tournament. Unfortunately, Furman yeah. wasn't one of those games because Furman beat them pretty good. But uh, no, Fur- uh, yeah, so you, you kind of think about it in the SEC and all that. So yeah, A and M. By the way, who called Penn State yesterday? Was it Phil or Jamie? Somebody was talking about Penn State yesterday. It Hats was off. not me. I wish I had. It was <laughs> me. I, but but I was. It wasn't just Penn State. It was the game in general. I I, I was very unimpressed with A and M. I thought that they would play better than that. They didn't. Uh, Penn State. Has just been playing exceptional basketball. I mean, they were in the Big Ten championship. The Penn yeah, State and, and basketball and A and M was an SEC. I thought one of those two teams is going to run out of gas. Right, oh, you're right. Because a lot of times you'll have a big run in a conference tournament, and then your team kind of comes out flat the next week. Happened to A and M. Did not happen to Penn State. Penn State looked even better. So uh, that's a that's a good basketball team, and they're, they're, it's it, I'm not surprised that that Shrewsbury, their coach. Is getting looks from Notre Dame and, and all that, but uh, well, anyway, I know we got to get to breaks. So we got to get yeah. Stewart. Yeah. Uh, here, yeah. by the way, here was the headline: If not for the fake kissed run in 2019, Virginia under Tony Bennett would be the worst tourney program ever. That is what? 
How? Oh, God. He's won a national championship. (laughs) You can't be the worst ever if you've won a national championship. And you Uh, keep going back. (laughs) Yeah. But, and and I know he's not saying, he's saying if it wasn't for, yeah, but they won one. So, like, what's the need for a column like that? I know it was heartbreaking. I know that they've lost multiple first round games. I know that they were upset by a 16 seed. But who are some of these guys? Go back to covering swimming, dude. Like he, he there's just some people. Yeah, he's all about Stanford swimming. They're yeah. past their prime. Get he out. Lost money get out on of that the UNBC out. <laughs> it makes me sick to read some of this stuff. It's a joke. But um, anyways, yeah. So uh, hats off today to how deep is your portal and USC Seggy for being tied in our bracket. I think there's about 70 people or so in it. Uh, well, thank they, you. Uh, I really appreciate that, JB. <laughs> Is that what? you? That's are you me. How, are you how deep is your, <laughs> is your portal, Phil? I am how deep is your portal. Oh. You are the man, Phil. Phil, We'll find out how deep it is today. But come Monday, Phil's going to be swimming with the sharks with me. Uh, yeah, we'll be, we'll yeah, be down that, there. Yeah, that's day teams. one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, that's uh, well done. Well done. Well. Phil, if you can hold, if you hold strong, you will be the rightful owner to ten thousand dollars out of JC's pocket. So, congratulations! <laughs> ten thousand big ones coming your way, pal. This is going to be great stuff. All right, uh, we do need to hit a timeout because Stuart Lake is coming up. Before we uh, get to him, uh, we do have something many of you have seen before. Some of you have not, but in honor of the beginning of SEC play, we figured, why the hell not? Hang tight. The our our program inside the Gamecocks show will be right back. Family vacations, a new car, a new boat, all cost money, but you don't necessarily have to make more to afford any of that if you can save cash that's flying out the window now. iHelp Consulting can help you finally get the kids to Disney World, upgrade the minivan, or drop that new boat in the water next summer. Let Daniel and iHelp Consulting consult with you. No fees, just savings. You pay them a percentage of those savings. Save on essential services, credit card fees, you name it, let them find it. These folks are incredible. iHelpConsulting.com. How can I help you? Just as your State Farm agent combines good neighbor service with surprisingly great rates, you can combine your home, auto, life, or small business insurance with Tony Pope State Farm Insurance today. And guess what you'll get? That's right, even more good neighbor service with surprisingly great rates. In fact, Tony Pope State Farm is your go-to agent anywhere in South Carolina, North Carolina, or Georgia for the service you deserve at the price you want. So try combining your home, life, auto, and or small business insurance today. Tony Pope State Farm has been in business for more than 30 years and can handle anything you need in the tri-state area. Once again, Tony Pope State Farm will help you mix and match perfectly. Call 843-851-2222 or visit TonyPope.com today. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. The real estate market has changed dramatically from just a year ago. Rates, supply, demand, All of your traditional factors are in a transition phase. That's why if you or someone you know are considering making a move in the low country, contact me, JB, at Coast to Coast Realty. I work with an outstanding support cast of attorneys, lenders, inspectors, insurance agents, and more, all of whom are valuable in helping find a way for you to comfortably make your real estate decision. That's right. Call me, JB, your low country real estate broadcaster. Traveling to cheer on the Gamecocks? 
Reserve your hotel stay with Fan Plans. Your booking supports inside the Gamecocks and the Big Spur, plus you still earn your hotel loyalty points. Visit fanplans.com slash inside the Gamecocks. What's up, Gamecock Nation? This is Ja'Kai Moore from the DMV, and you are listening to the show. Home. That is a word that has taken flight recently, with college programs all across the country using it. But is it really? To some, it's a hype word to excite those who follow on social media, to inspire those who need inspiration, to energize those who need energizing. To others, it is home. And Columbia, South Carolina is the home of one of the greatest and proudest college baseball programs in the history of college baseball. It always will be. This is a Gamecock state. While others have proud programs, successful programs, and great, great people and leaders, the University of South Carolina sets the bar of which college baseball in this state is judged. That won't change. This year, it's time. It's time to turn the page. It's time to dig deep. It's time to return to glory. The pitch. Swing and a drive. Deep right field toward the scoreboard. It clears it. Another long ball. Five consecutive home runs for Carolina. Field and Founders Park have been the backdrop for many of the greatest moments in Carolina's athletic history. Although Gamecock baseball has left its spurs and diamonds all across America, I guess you could call that homes away from home. 2023 brings an old son home in Monty Lee. It welcomes its newest version of Gamecocks who honorably get to don the garnet in black. And it does what it always does, reunites the family that gazes in jealousy and pride from outside the white lines, 
the greatest fans in college baseball. So, ask yourself this question. What will you say when someone asks you this spring and summer if you have any plans? I know my answer. Just spending a lot of time with my family at home. You know, where the Gamecocks play. be at Foley Field this weekend, not Founders Park, but we thought we hadn't seen that since the beginning of the season. We're starting basically a new season, hopefully today, if weather holds off uh, as SEC play is set to go. And this guy knows a little bit about SEC play. He's uh, every one of everybody's favorite guests, Stuart Lake, joining us to preview the Gamecocks and the Dogs. What's up, Coach? Hey, good morning, guys. How are y'all? Well, I mean, if, it's, if it doesn't rain in, in, in the Peach State, we'll be fine. It's, it's yeah. time to go, man. I know. I just actually texted with Billy Anderson, the strength coach. He says it's not looking good. No. Um, they're going to wait as long as they can on the decision. The, the good thing for Gamecock baseball is that would mean two tomorrow, which means two nine-inning games. Yep. Um, yeah, you know, on Sunday, if it would have been a Sunday, it was two sevens, which in my opinion would favor Georgia because they've yet to announce their third starter. So you want right. to play nine-inning games. Well, and you know what, Coach? You you just you walked us right into it there. I'm glad you did that because, you know, there's a couple of things. First of all, the dogs are having a nice year, a nice start. 13-4, um, and four, they're playing well. They came back and beat Walford this this week. Um, everybody's been talking about Ethan Petrie, but the kid at Georgia, Charlie Condon. Oh, my God, he's a freshman. He's hitting 531 with eight jacks and 34 ribbies. He's only struck out eight times and 64 at-bats. Um and, um, you know, Connor Tate is hitting over 500. But from the pitching side of this, so they've got a couple of front-end guys. they got a Friday guy. they got a Saturday guy. They like him. And they got a bullpen guy they feel good about. Outside of that, it's been a little sketchy. Their team ERA is over five. So, Coach, if this thing rolls into tomorrow, having to squeeze in 18 innings in one day, I agree with you. I think South Carolina is much better set up if they can get into the dog's bullpen. Yeah, that's what I've been, just kind of you break them down. And, and Georgia has. You don't realize it seems like they've had some bad losses, so you immediately kind of, you know, we don't pay attention to them every game like we do some teams. But, you know, offensively, you've said it. They're third in the league in um, batting average. They're second in slugging percentages. Many home runs as we've hit. I mean, they're hitting them right there with you. So, I mean, they're going to hit. I don't know how that part plays. I kind of also take Billy, which way is the wind going to be blowing? Because I'm yeah. telling you, when that wind's blowing out at Foley Field, it's small. And, uh, you know, with Will on the mound, I'm like, I want that wind blowing in a little bit. So every you make a mistake, you don't have to pay for it. But it really, Billy feels that it'll probably be a doubleheader tomorrow because of it being thunderstorms and they don't want to get a pitcher up tonight. And, you know, Georgia especially don't. I mean, because they only got yeah. two starters that they've announced. So. He's feeling like they may be watching basketball a lot in the hotel today. <laughs> <laughs> and they get to avoid the uh, 
all the drunks in the uh, fraternity houses down the right field line, at least for a Friday night. Um, yeah. They are ruthless down there. So you mentioned that. So I, we just saw some of this a minute ago. This this is only about a minute long. Um, Carolina, it's a tough. It is a tough place to play. Uh, it's an interesting place to play. And unfortunately, the series didn't end the way that we all thought it was going to end. But back in 06, we saw something I don't know that we're ever going to see again. Uh, you mentioned the win. Mike Morgan still loves talking about this. He should. <laughs> and Special moment for sure. <laughs> you know, Coach oh, Perno hey, is still a good friend of mine. I, I have to pick on him sometimes. When they show the camera shot of his dugout, it just – it looks like he was, as all of us were stunned. I, I was at Ole Miss watching this because that's the line at the early game, and we had a late game against Texas. So I remember watching it very well. You know what was amazing about this? And poor Ian Paxton, he just didn't have enough juice to get him to six. You know, I mean, the guy, he should have been in the weight room. But all these balls that, that left the yard, all five of them, they were – hammered i mean yeah. there wasn't a cheap shot in there and 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 i think i think the best part of all of it because i tell smoke all the time i'm like justin he he he, he talks about his you know oh yeah that sure. boy it went over the trees i said it didn't go as far as dishers no. <laughs> phil Disher. Phil Disher had some shots man phil Disher, that guy Good Lord. <laughs> oh, he doesn't like that, so, man. No. Messina, Messina's ball in Greenville reminded me of a Phil Disher type home run. Yeah. Uh, I thought it was like, <laughs> so. I think you're right about that. When you, when you, were you watching that? Were, were you watching that live when that happened? Which okay. one? The, the five, the five home runs? Run. I was. We were actually in a team room. I forget who, I think it was a regional or super regional. We were super. playing Texas that year. I was coaching at Ole Miss. So yeah. I was already there when it was happening. And uh, at that point, I still tell guys a lot, Ole Miss guys, Ole Miss wasn't what it is now. So everybody thought we had some secret formula here. So, Coach, what are they doing? How do they hit them that much? Or, you know, it was all the same stuff. You know, what are in those bats? Well, you know, what is this? And I said, guys, look at those guys running around. You don't see any little guys running around the bases. <laughs> Smoke, Bruce Havens, all them guys are strong. And that was a point I used then. If, yeah. if you're going to win in this league, you better be physical. And, it, you know, that was a, a – we had a really good team that year at Ole Miss, but it kind of stuck with them. They talked about it. I still have guys bring it up to me later on about all that. And then, again, with Coach Perno, he can laugh at it now because they obviously won the series. But just that feeling, he says, most helpless feeling he's ever had in a dugout. I couldn't imagine. I mean, in the, the – the guys who were on the mound, they just kept looking around going, I mean, I don't know what to do. I, you know, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it might have been the only way to quiet that right field heel. There's no doubt about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Boy, they get they they get awfully intoxicated down there. Yes. Um, they, you already mentioned this a couple of weeks ago. You mentioned how they do their homework and they uh, – what, what was the story you were saying? They, they, uh, they call – well, we were at the College of Charleston, and I, I don't know if Brett Anderson's listening, but if he is, he's shaking his head. So, yeah, they called his mom, I believe, told him it was the Athens Gazette, and they were running a story on a 
a visiting player and ask her all kind of questions like what was his nickname as a child and high school girlfriend and, and, it, and just <laughs> wore him to the point that jp coach Pulowski had to take him out of the game i mean he was just really? so worn out yeah in right field by those guys it was a midweek series mind you just a tuesday wednesday night and it was relentless on him and none of us could figure out how they knew so much his like i don't know former girlfriend or high school classmate had gone to georgia we're thinking maybe she had but we find out later that's what they did, and it was a normal thing for them to do. Their kind of heckler group would call ahead and and just wear them out in right field. <laughs> Man, I, I, they did it to Harley, and uh, I think it was 08, and um, and we got swept over there that weekend. It was a tough weekend, um, and I'll never forget Harley going, "Man." I want to kick someone's ass out here, but I can't do nothing about it. (laughs) They got our shortstop. We go there one year at Ole Miss. We had a shortstop named Matt Tolbert. Ended up playing in the big leagues for about three years, and they got in his head so bad he had like two throwing arrows. Coach Bianco had to take him out. I mean, just from right field screaming at the shortstop. So, I mean, it's a a case where that place is not the hardest place to play. But it can be the most annoying place to play when they've had enough to drink in the outfit. That sounds about right for Georgia and in yeah. all aspects of the town of Athens. Yeah. Uh, there's there's no no question about that. So, coach, um, you know they're 17 and one. Carolina, by the way, Georgia's hit 41 home runs this year. It's only seven less than Carolina. They, yeah. they're, they're they're the ball's flying out of the yard for them yeah. too. Um, but it's the best record in college baseball, uh, and and now it gets serious uh, as coach kingston politely tried to remind people multiple times over the last couple of weeks they're going to lose some games in the sec it's going to happen um uh, you you win 14 in this league you've had a you've had a great year you win 15 or more you've had an outstanding year you win more than that you're probably hosting so um we'll see where all that goes but but here they are you know uh, after 17 or after 18 games coach uh, describe this program walking into sec play right now yeah, a lot of confidence. I mean, you have to offensively, you know, but I look back, I remember when Coach Tanner would tell us we get to play 26 non-conference games. And as a coaching staff and later on, he would just be very upfront with our guys. we got to win 22 of these things because it's going to be hard to get in the league. And if you can win 22 of your non-conference and then say 14 or 15 of your conference, you're going to make a regional. And that was always our goal. Now, we were fortunate to always maybe win a few more than that in the conference, but for this team, they've set themselves up for success. They've already won 17 of 18. That means they got about eight of those non-conference left born some kind of weather in the midweek. So now you go into conference play, not feeling like you got to win 17 games or something that just, you know, really grab attention. If they can take care of business and, you know, the hard thing when you go on the road is, and it sounds really sometimes crazy when I tell people, don't get swept. That's really your key. You get on the road, win a game. You know, you get back home, win a series. And somewhere in that mix, sweep. And if you start doing that, you're on your way to that, you know, 14, 15 wins. We're the last team to not make a regional with 15 wins. 1999, we win the SEC East. We go 15 and 15. We don't make a regional. They take all six SEC West teams. That's the last time an SEC team has not made a regional with 15 wins. So, you got to feel good if you can continue to take care of your business outside of the league, 
And we've got the pitching to better win our share in the league too. But I agree with Coach Kingston. Every week's a battle. And you're watching last night, Ole Miss got 10 runs. I mean, yeah. I mean it's a hard, hard league. And maybe you're going to see one of the best top ends of this league that we've seen in a while. I think Vandy, I still think Ole Miss, Florida, South Carolina. You're looking at Tennessee, looking at a high top end when I say of the conference. LSU, Arkansas. I mean, yes. you, you can get beat by anybody in this league. Um, yeah. I throw, I really do throw records out. Forget what Mississippi State's done this far, or Kentucky, or anybody. It's this league is just ridiculous. Okay, but you got to win with starting pitching, and you mentioned that. Um, yeah. And so, you know, Will Sanders. I think we all know what he's capable of. There's a reason why everybody projects him to be a first rounder. He's he's got it, and he's yeah. my projection is he will pitch in the big leagues one day. Um, but he's still been kind of working through some things. So uh, as he's set to go in his first – he's had some success against Georgia, by the way, in his career. Um, as he's set to go in his uh, first SEC start of the season, he's going to be our essential leadoff guy uh, with the pitching staff this weekend. Kind of describe what you've seen out of him. Well, you know, it's I was talking with Derek Scott. I was listening to the radio coming home. Uh, I didn't do it last weekend. I had my son's game on the way home, and I'm listening, and I'm thinking – dang, he must have really got hit hard because they were kind of, well, it was another tough night. And then it's like he gave up six hits. And and I text Derek and said, wow, you want to know how good Will Sanders is? Listen to the bar we've set for this guy. I mean, it's incredible to think that you look at his ERA, you look at the things he's done. The one thing Will does is he gives up the home run. And the reason he's going to give up home runs, he and I were joking about it in the middle of the week, you throw hard. And when you throw hard, hitters are gearing to hit your fastball. And when they do, it goes far. And I joke with him. I said, just got to understand that. I said, if you want to be a different kind of pitcher, then you need to go to Coach Parker and say you want to be a different kind of pitcher. You're still a fastball guy. Go look at Roger Clemens. Go look at Nolan Ryan. Go look at some home runs those guys gave up. Because as a hitter, you're gearing up to hit 95-98. And I feel like most of the time you get lucky when you do. But when you do. The ball jumps. And, and, you know, he kind of started laughing. He goes, you always put it in perspective. I said, well, no, you just got to understand. That's why guys get those swings off on you as he develops more of his slider and maybe more of a little change up in his career. I'm with you. I think the guy's pitching in the big leagues, and I think he's pitching for a long time. I'm watching Lance Lynn the other night. I recruited and signed Lance Lynn at Ole Miss in 2004. Mm -hmm. That dude's still pitching in the big leagues. He had nowhere near what I project for Will Sanders, and there's Lance just constantly grinding, figuring out who he is and still pitching and being a World Baseball Classic in 2023. Just It was awesome for me to watch that. Lance Lynn. Golly, what a – Can I tell you a Lance Lynn story? Yeah. All day. Time for Lance Lynn. Tell us. We, we tell got us. all kinds of time. Whatever you I'm want. A, I'm a White Sox fan, so I'm very familiar with Lance Lynn. <laughs> well, I'm recruiting two guys, actually three guys out of St. Louis. There's a guy, Evan Button, who came to Ole Miss, did really well. Scott Van Slyke, whose dad, Andy Van Slyke. Yeah. And wow. then this guy that they keep telling me that we got a good right handed pitcher on our travel ball team named Lance Lynn. So we recruit them all. We're bringing them on their visit. And I thought they were all going to come with Mr. Van Slyke and his, you know, luxury van he had. But Lance keeps saying, my dad wants to come. Is there room for him to park his truck? And I go, yeah, I mean, we got room for his truck. You know, I'm thinking, is 
fall guy could park his truck in our parking lot. I mean, we got much room. <laughs> Throughout the week, he would say, Coach, you sure there's room for my dad's truck? He wants to come. And I said, what, what kind of truck does your dad drive? His dad was an 18-wheeler Walmart truck driver. Wow. He brought Lance to Oxford, stayed one night, met all of us, and went on the road with his truck. Mr. Vince Light took Lance Lynn home. You know, from his official visit. At that point, I looked at Coach Bianco and Coach McDonald. And I said, "Do we need a tougher guy than this?" I mean, he literally stepped out of his dad's semi on his official visit, and that's who Lance was. We used to tell him we had to run a six-minute mile, and he just looked at us about his sophomore year and said, "Guys, I ain't got to run one mile from a bullpen in this league. Why y'all making me run a six-minute mile?" <laughs> <laughs> and we all just started laughing, and me and Dan said, look, run it. We got the stopwatch. Nobody will ever know if you run a seven-minute mile. Let's just get through this, stay out of it, and he did. And obviously, wow. he's gone on with his career pretty good. But I say all that because Will Sanders has that kind of makeup. I mean, he really does. He's a guy that – y'all see it in the dugout. When he ain't pitching, that dude is up on this thing doing all the yep. crazy hand claps and – hat backwards and he's in the locker room he is he is a tremendous team player and that's not always the case in a friday night starter in the sec that's a great point i think they have three friday night starters coach um well, they may have I mean, five well that's <laughs> true <laughs> Don't forget. honestly yeah you're not you're not lying there <laughs> they've got uh don't count true. hicks out now yeah. hicks and the eli yeah. Well, now Scout's calling me going, when's Hicks coming out of the bullpen? I'm like, I have no idea when he's coming out of the bullpen. <laughs> isn't, mean, that, isn't that so interesting? Because you no. can – how do you manage that? I mean, you, you've been a head coach. You know all about it. You've got a guy like James Hicks. You could literally – you could basically PDS a game with a, a predetermined split a game if you want to, if you feel like you need to do that. Um, it's interesting to watch how Coach King and Coach Parker – handle him as to where they think he fits to because he's uh i guess coach kings has already basically said it look we'll throw him in there for five innings i mean it's just like but 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 there is a process he's you got to get him ready and generally when he's hot you get you got to put him in the game so how do you handle that as a head coach well i think you'll see and kip said it i was watching one of their games they kind of had a rush i forget who it was they rushed i think proctor is kind of going to serve that role a lot this year proctor's a guy that fifth-year guy, sidearm guy, which they tend to get loose quicker, you know, and I think you may see Proctor come in and face two or three hitters in some SEC weekend games where Hicks is getting loose, if that starts to be the gotcha. case. You're just never going to rush a guy into getting loose. And I'm sure right now they're determining, okay, if Will gets his five tonight, maybe you finish it out, or maybe they feel like he suits better to follow, you know, whichever guy on your weekend. And then Jersenbeck, I think he's a guy, he's like Mark Fittrich. I don't know. I haven't paid attention to him getting loose, but with as much motion as he does, I'm assuming it don't take him long to get loose because he is all over the place doing it. And I, I'm just, I think the biggest thing will be now is just because of the games we've had, figuring out those roles, because you really hadn't needed a bullpen per se. Clemson, you got challenge, and then Penn, you had a, figure it out in a couple games there. But otherwise, you've kind of been letting guys get their work in more than trying to, you know, you think about it with just all those guys. So I'm excited for league play to see how this bullpen starts to come together. 
Coach, Coach uh, yeah. sorry, go ahead. No, no, no you got it. Uh, Jamie, Jamie, Jamie pointed out a stat this week. Uh, what was it, seven for 69, the leadoff Yeah, spot? I texted yeah. it to Coach uh, Lake the other day. Yeah, <laughs> what do we think? What, what do we think about the, the leadoff spot and what a uh, – What's the, what's the potential solution there? Would it, would it be, do you think long-term Dylan Brewer is going to make his way up there? I mean, um, what, what do you think about that spot? I think, I'll be honest, Jason, that's what I would do. And here's why I would do it, because he swung the bat well, really, in the last really last couple of days, the last couple of weeks. I would just give him the biggest pat on the back. But here's why I like him there, too, and this is old Coach Tanner trait. I like old guys. I mean, this guy's yeah. played. This guy's had success. He's been in the, you know, these type situations. I'd throw him right in there at the top. And again, I, I'd probably say it because that's how I am. I'd just tell him what the stat was and go, hell, you can do that good, right? And just kind of make light of it. Yeah. You know, it's not like we're replacing a 400 leadoff hitter. You know, go in there and be you, man. That guy gives you power, gives you on base. He's a heck of an athlete. And I, as I've been looking all week and I wear Billy out, I've said it. That would be my leadoff guy, and I would be my leadoff guy for three days, three games, and just leave him alone and see how it turns out. Yeah, I, if 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 you could, I'd ask you to because there's two different conversations, and I think that people, um, and rightfully so, I understand that they get confused by the conversation that I'm trying to have here. Uh, it's been pointed out to me multiple because we've mentioned this a couple of times this week. It is a concern. Um, but it's a concern for the players, not necessarily for the one time a game where a guy is basically a leadoff hitter. And yeah. and that's what keeps getting pointed out to me is, well, you technically only lead off once a game. Yeah, that's not my point. My point is everybody that has been in that role has kind of is kind of fallen down into a slump. I mean, I was watching Caleb Denny swing the stick as well as anybody on the team. You know, they they try to move him into that role to get him going. He's earned it. And he's one for 26 with a, with like 13 strikeouts since he's been there. Um, and it's it, it's affected him. It's, it affected McGillis. It, it affected Lee Croy. You know, he only had one crack at it. By the numbers, the most successful leadoff guy they've got thus far is, is Carson Horning. Uh, but he hadn't been really back in there in a while. And that's kind of where I was coming from. Like, you want your best hitters to be swinging the bat well. You don't want to have them in a spot in the lineup that's going to make them go into a little bit of a tailspin they're going to have to climb back out of. Yeah, it's and it's amazing mentally. I remember I had a college coach named Randy Maisie, and I went to him once, and I, said, I hit eight or nine a lot in the lineup. And I said, Coach, I, I feel like I could hit better than eighth or ninth. He goes, well, I'm going to be honest with you. I thought about hitting you tenth, but they'd only let me hit nine. He said, so why don't you worry about playing and me lineup? But it is amazing how guys see the lineup and think there's something else. I mean, you can take – I had a guy at CSU, one of my favorite players ever, Bobby Ice, played at yeah. Stratford, led the country in the fewest strikeouts for two years in a row. I tried to move him from leadoff to three-hole one time because in my mind you want your best hitter hitting third. And he scuffled for about five games, and finally one of my assistant coaches said, Coach, we now have a weaker leadoff guy and a weaker three-hole hitter. Can we just put him back at leadoff and leave him alone? Rest of his career, I never moved him again. It, it's just a psyche we have. It, you know, you see your name in that leadoff, well, that means I got to get on base. That means I can't maybe be as aggressive. And, and as a hitting coach, you try to do all the tell them the right stuff, but it's still that literally reading the lineup. Okay, I'm hitting fourth. That must mean I hit home runs. Okay, I'm hitting eighth or ninth. That must mean he doesn't think I'm as good a hitter as everybody else. No, it means that's where we put you. 
but that's the psyche. And this leadoff spot this year has been really kind of the nobody wants to lead off. They just kind of want to, yeah. you know, I guarantee you Wimmer goes in every day with a thing of white out. If his name's in it, he's going to take it off and put it back in the two hole because that dude don't want no part of leading off. <laughs> that's exactly right. Well, someone mentioned that the other day. I was like, yeah, I don't think you're going to see Wimmer in the leadoff spot. Uh, no. he's, he's he's I think he's put a lid on that. Uh, yeah. Let me get to John's question here. John, John, we we addressed this at the top of this uh, uh, segment. Uh, yes, they are more than likely looking at playing a double dip tomorrow, two nines, and then they'll wrap it up on Sunday, which, by the way, is a late first pitch for TV. I think it's a 3 o'clock yeah. first pitch. Um, we also have in the uh, award-winning Nana Sports chat box, Coach, we got to pass this along to you. Um, from uh, Jeremy and somebody else. I missed it. Uh, without your hat on, they say, from Craig, you look like Louis C.K. Have you heard that one yet? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Maybe it sounds Louis. like I get my hat back on. Louis C.K. is a comedian. <laughs> he got canceled uh, a while back. but that's that's right. I don't know, man. I don't know. But that's well, a... I'll, I'll have a nice Cleveland Browns hat ready for next week. I'll okay. have okay. <laughs> well, uh, if it makes you feel any better, I, I had always gotten uh, – this was before I was married. You kind of look like Jeremy Piven. I was like, okay, I'll go with that. Got Dave Matthews a couple times, and then I was I was at the Windjammer one night. Matter of fact, Mike Sisko and I were at the Windjammer one night. And uh, this lady, uh, I, I won't give away her age, but at the time, it wasn't anywhere close to mine. She looked at me. She said, you remind me of a young Billy Joel. And I looked at her and I said, mm-hmm. all right. That's I it. looked at Mike and said, we need to go to the other side of the bar, man. That's the ticket. <laughs> <laughs> She's an uptown girl, Jamie. She's an uptown girl. She's an uptown girl. <laughs> I hadn't heard that one. I had to go back and Google what Billy Joel looked like when he was my age. Uh, to see if it was even comparable. But um, anyways, so hopefully that. All right, Coach, um, final one. We'll get you out of here. I know we've kept it for a while. Uh, JC's got your check in the mail for the overtime here. Uh, yeah. If By the way, if you – I don't know, Coach, if you're in our men's uh, tournament bracket, but JC's also paying the winner $10,000. So wow. if you're in it. <laughs> you get this $10,000 right here. This is JC's my – yeah, nice. <laughs> I don't even know who that is. This is like a like the Munsters guy, Uncle Salmon P. Chase. I feel so smart. You know, I picked Furman, and then I get to the game last night. My son had a game, and the guy goes, "Hey, how's your bracket?" And I go, "Well, I picked Furman." He goes, "How about Arizona?" I go, what? He goes, "Yeah, they just lost. I think I had them in my final four, so." Uh-oh. Bracket went up and smoked really quick there. Oh the- yeah, it's it's over. I think there's like point zero 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 three percent of brackets in America that are left intact. Yeah, which are, right. those are people that pr- know absolutely nothing about basketball. <laughs> they just guessed randomly. Yeah, yeah, they right. Just, yeah. They're like, oh, Princeton. That sounds nice. You know, you know. Okay. So, um, uh, final thoughts on the weekend, Coach. Um, uh, what uh, um, we've mentioned m- much of it, but if there's anything else that's kind of on the on the tip of your lid here, as far as what will be important to, to South Carolina, you mentioned it as Coach Tanner has all long said, and it is very true. Uh, just don't get swept on the road. But what will be important to Carolina in winning the series, especially if they have to go into the double dip tomorrow, which is looking very likely at this point? Yeah, I think that's the key. Just continue to pitch the way you have. Both of these teams aren't exactly fielding that great. I was looking, they're both tied at 974. They're kind of put some kind of in the middle to the bottom of the fielding. So you, you want to just do that. But 
do what you do, man. We've been walked a lot. We're leading the league. I think maybe leading the country. We've been hit by 51 pitches. And Georgia leads the league in hitting 25 hitters. Oh, so I'm, oh, I'm, wow. I'm going in there with some extra padding on saying, let's let these guys hit us as much as we want. Because as I've joked with Monty, the great thing about the home runs this year is kind of maybe in the past, there's been guys on base. And when guys are on base and you hit that two or three run home run or five grand slams already in this case, it's just such a blow to that other team. But that solo home run, you know, it kind of lets you go, eh, I made a bad pitch. So I really think when we get done looking at this weekend, our own base percentage and fielding percentage is going to determine if we won this series. That's a great point. That's a great point. Are they fielding as uh, in, in, in with what you've seen defensively? Are they better than that? I mean, they've they've had some moments. Uh, they've had some tough moments. They've had some good moments. Are they better than that, or are they just kind of are what they are right now? You're talking about us, Gamecocks? Yeah. yeah. I think sometimes maybe just if have, it's almost a case of Wimmer's gotten to a few balls that some guys don't. He may should have stuck a few in his back pocket instead of trying to make a long throw, which turns into an error. But I do think we're better than that. I think it'll be a case where when it's all done, South Carolina usually ends in that top five in the conference and fielding. And I think that's where they'll be when it's all said and done again. Well, I hope when it's all said and done on Sunday night, they're 3-0 and in the SEC. We'll see. Missouri's coming to town next weekend, and then they got to go to Mississippi State. You know all about that. Uh, yep. Heading over there to see a couple of your your, your dear buddies, and uh, Coach mm-hmm. Fox and Coach Lamonis, and um, we'll look forward to that. But this weekend's going to yep. be tough. We'll see what happens. We always look forward to having you on, Coach. Can't wait to do it again uh, next yep. Friday. Uh, bad news, J.C. will not be here next Friday, but oh. Phil and I, can ha- we can handle it. Well, he's probably taking his money on a nice trip before they part ways. Yeah, taking that ten thousand dollar bill with me. You know? <laughs> that's right. <laughs> yeah, as a matter of fact, yeah. Disney World. Well, that's that's going to buy you I'm one meal. Disney, so uh, with, with my niece and, and my family. So uh, that's a uh, that's. We uh, might that's need to bring two of those. Probably need to bring two. You know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like a hundred dollars for a hot dog down there. You know. It's insane, man. So insane. Anyway, thank you, Coach. Pull them through. Enjoy. Have a great weekend. Y'all too. Thank you, guys. There you go, Stuart Lake, one of the uh, one of the great ones. There's no doubt he is always so much fun, and we we need to uh, we'll, we'll create some type of music for next week and going forward, like story time with Stu or something like that, because he, he always tells great stories when he's on with us. Story time with Stu. You know what I mean? Hello, like, I'm Stu. Like uh, remember the fireside with Phil chats? Fire. Phil, uh, not Mullinax. <laughs> Phil no. Mickelson, the other <laughs> yeah. PM. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Still he telling those, the <laughs> is he telling those to all the uh to all the uh uh live uh, live fans over live golfers? He's lighting those fires with twenties and hundreds. <laughs> so qu- question to uh, pr- uh producer Phil here, since we are pretty much running up against it, you just wanna hammer the 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 second break in the second hour? Yeah, I don't mind. Yeah, yeah we don't have to. Yeah, we'll, just we'll take move this everything thing up. through. I'll hit the yeah. I'll hit break three, and we'll do three breaks in the last hour. Yeah, sweet. That, that sounds, sounds like a plan. Everybody knows what the fifth break is anyway. So all we have to do is take the horror, and then they all know. Go jump on where this. Well, that, yeah, but you've got two. There's two more. I added two more commercials to the front of that one this time. No, I so. forgot about that. That's true. Yeah, Charleston Fitness break, Equipment. So. Yeah, is in there, and then there's uh, the one. Charleston Brew Nation Game Out Barbecue mentions this guy. Someone on the Big Spur. It may have been the same person did too. Uh, top five pitcher in the state, lefty named Aiden Palmer's South Florence. Uh, game guys haven't, I guess, 
spoke with him or whatever. He had a no-hitter the last week. Strike out 17 to 21 Hartsville. Batters hitting 92, 94 miles an hour with ease. Don't miss out on the kid. Um, Yeah, I, you know, all I can say about that, and I, John Whittle is actually probably the best person to talk to uh, about mm-hmm. any kind of baseball recruiting, is that keep in mind it's not like football and basketball where everybody gets a full scholarship. I mean, these guys, they have to piece a lot of things together. Um, and it may, you know, in other words, in baseball sometimes, you'll have a guy that goes to a mid-major because they give him full scholarship money. Um, and, you know, the big guys can't because they're, you know, it's one of those things. So, um, but that's, uh, I've heard about, I've read about this guy and, and certainly it looks like he's having a special year. And so it would kind of be cool uh, if he's really good uh, to have another guy from South Florence in another sport that has a big senior year and comes to Carolina ends up uh, uh, just like they did in, uh, in football. Well, and, and I'll, I'll, I'll add to that too, to his point, you know, if you're one of the best arms in the state, you know, South Carolina should be talking to you. Um, and over the last few years, there have been more kids than there needs to be that have gone on to play at other places. Historically, that's not been the case here. Uh, if you could play in South Carolina, you generally became a Gamecock. Um, but, uh, yeah, we'll check into that. And, um, and certainly cause I've heard the name and, um, you know, lefty who's in the low to mid nineties is, uh, there's a lot of dudes out there. that are going to want him. I, I I'll see what I can dig up and figure out if he's on the radar or what's going on here. I, I know this, um, you know, Monty Lee knows his state inside and out. I'd be interested to know if he was recruiting him to Clemson um, or not, and um, and certainly uh, check beyond that. But uh, appreciate that, no doubt. And we'll we'll look at Aiden it. Palmer. That's a pitcher's name. Yeah, it is. Now, batting um, on the mound for the White Sox, Aiden Palmer. The White Sox. Skip Carey are the are the Braves on the mound for the Braves. Aiden Palmer, Palmer six and three this year with a. 3.12 ERA. You know, when my uncle lived in Atlanta, he used to see Skip every week, same time, same liquor store. <laughs> like his uh, old man. I mean, well, he comes by it honest. Yeah, that's what he comes yeah. by it Harry, honest. Harry, just because I was a kid, I didn't realize just how drunk Harry Carey was on there. <laughs> yeah. yeah I mean, you just don't, yeah, you because know, Cubs games back in the day, that's what probably, Phil, I'm assuming that's how you became a Cubs fan, watch it in the afternoon. Oh, yeah. Yes, we'd watch them and the Braves and, and all oh, that. Boy, yeah. but, but I was a kid that didn't know any better, but now you go back and listen to him. It's like, Sean Dunstan at the play. I'm going to shout out to Martha from Schaumburg. It's her birthday. Happy birthday, Martha. Hi. <laughs> Meanwhile, there's a guy hitting the ball out of the yard, and the Cubs are walking yeah, around. Yeah. Look at the ball. Look at the ball. And literally one time he said, look at the ball. <laughs> I'm Drake Nelson on deck. Give me a hot dog and a Budweiser. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, yeah, my grandfather yeah. used to always comment on that. It was like, well, he drinks a lot. <laughs> I, I, I always wondered if they created Bob Euchre's character in Major League from Harry Carey or not, and just no one would publicly admit it. His name's Harry Doyle. The character's name's Harry I Doyle, know. too. I know. And, and you know, Euchre, Euchre's an announcer himself. So I think there's parts of it. I think, yeah, I like, well, I mean, I remember the one part where he just started pouring the liquor out, they, you know, when they were they were struggling. And he's like, you take over. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Yeah. 
I'm in the bag. Yeah, I know. Well, it sure wasn't Ben Scully they modeled that after. So, <laughs> I, I tell you what, man. We use my group of guys. We use the fly ball caught all the time. Anytime we're watching baseball, I mean, I'm telling you, dude. I, I mean, I would text Smoke when he was playing in the big leagues. I see him hit just a routine bleeder to the outfield. I'd text him fly ball, and then the next text caught. <laughs> the, the other day, I texted both of you during the Clemson series with uh, after Messina with that 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 fly ball call was amazing. And then the next, and then in Mark too, he's like dynamite drop in Marty. Those broadcasting lessons are really paying off. Yeah, <laughs> I always say that, but uh, I texted you both uh, of you guys. Um, uh, there you right, go, Kevin. Uh, after the after the home run, uh, the Messina hit. Oh, I was like, I love this British shit. Yeah, I was like, you remember that? Because he was in the hospital in the second one. He's like, yeah, boys, got it. I gotta love this British. <laughs> After Messina hit that, I was like, wow, you know. I love that movie. It's, it's great. Um, for for anybody that's wondering why Jamie t- uh, in the chat box said nobody is listening anyway, that is not for our show. That is another Harry Doyle line in Major yeah. League. Uh, who cares? Nobody's listening anyway. Who All right. Uh, no, nobody is going to be listening if we continue down this road. Uh, no. But So we will hit a timeout. Hour one is in the books. Thank you to Coach Stuart Lake. Stuart. Uh, Stuart. I, I love, guys like like people call Coach Tanner Ray Tanner. Ah, he's Coach Tanner, man. He's Everybody calls him Coach Tanner. Coach Spurrier yeah. calls him Coach Tanner. You know, Coach King calls him Coach Tanner. Everybody calls him Coach Tanner. He's Coach Tanner. Coach Lake will always be Coach Lake. Once you're a coach, you're a coach. So, I prefer the coach. When I when I was that when I called myself a journalist, which I'm not anymore. Uh, some of the snootier ones were like, "Why do you say coach?" I would not say coach. I would just say coach. It's a blah 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 blah. But and I'm like, you're disrespectfully calling them by their first name. You don't even know them. I'm like, you don't know them. You're just a reporter. You know, hey, uh, Bob, whatever. And, and I, I didn't hate on those guys, but don't hate on me because I said coach. I mean, I played sports, right? You say coach. Yeah. That's, that's what you say. He's <laughs> just coach. Next time we talk hey, to coach. Shane, I better, I better catch myself then because I always – Now I'll call him that. Shane because I've yeah. known him for Shane, a long time. I but... mean, coach. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> hey, hey, shout out hey. to coach. Hey, shout out to Coach Smith and Lawport. His little boy's three years old today. Get him a balloon and a piece of cake. Happy birthday, buddy. Oh, Sean Dunstan broke his leg. Cubs win. <laughs> Hang tight. <laughs> we'll, we'll be right back. What's up, Gamecock fans? This is Pitcher Noah Hall. If you want some delicious food for your event, I suggest visiting nanasports.com today to find out what they all have to offer. It's really good southern cuisine based out of Charlotte, my hometown. I hope you guys go check it out. Go Cox and go Nanas. Are you looking to buy a new home? Kevin O'Connell with Union Home Mortgage is a local mortgage expert and Gamecocks fan servicing North and South Carolina. Whether you're buying a home, building your dream home with new construction, or turning your equity into cash, UHM's world-class service will ensure you find the perfect mortgage to achieve your home ownership goals. Call Kevin at 803-906-0244 or visit UHM.com today. Union Home Mortgage is an equal housing lender. NMLS 2229 LONMLS 1772182 
Electric Bikes of Charleston offers the most fun you'll ever have on two wheels. The home of Oventon, Velotric, Magnum Bikes, and more, they sell to consumers all across the state and offer outstanding warranties and service after the sale. Their electric bikes are equipped with five levels of pedal assist plus a throttle so you can ride longer, handle the heat better, but still get great exercise. Bikes are available for all ages and sizes. Visit electricbikescharleston.com or stop into their store in Mount Pleasant if you're in the low country. Electric Bikes of Charleston, powering inside the Gamecocks, the show. Hot skillet with a little oil. Welcome back, everybody, to Inside the Gamecocks, the show brought to you by Express Sunrooms of Columbia. Give John Barber and his team a call. 803-446-4662 is how to get in touch with John. They will be happy to talk to you about setting up a no-obligation consultation to talk about how to turn your backyard into an outdoor retreat. And since we missed it, just a reminder, Cindy Searfoss and the Coldwell Banker Kane Realty Team sponsor the first hour. Give Cindy a call, 864-414-5271 for your upstate residential real estate needs. Uh, the Nana Sports chat box is alive and well. Keep them coming, yeah, boys and girls. Um, I I don't, uh, I, if you all don't mind, because this young man is in high school, I'd prefer us not arguing why he is, this kid is committed to Florence Starlington Tech. Just give him a little respect here because I don't know the story. I'm going to try to po- police this here and anything we can find about figure it. it out. Find yeah. out. We'll, we'll figure try, it out. I, we'll I know figure we it out. I have no doubt that, um, especially Bruin Nation, I still want to know why he says Gamecock Barbecue uh, in his uh, in his title there. But um, it makes I, I have me no hungry. doubt that he probably has <laughs> a pretty good connection and knows knows what's going on. I just I want to keep it. You uh, know, he's a South Florence fan. Yeah, I play. My friend Brian Lane coached at South Florence for one year before he took the Woodruff job. Um, we we beat first, South his Florence first head coaching job. Playoffs. Well, I Playoffs. was. Uh, I spent my freshman part of my freshman freshman football season at, at uh, Sockesty High School in Myrtle Socky. Beach. Sockesty, <laughs> we that football. We beat them too. Sucked. <laughs> but uh, yeah, we played South Florence. Uh, scrimmaged them. I think we we played Goose Creek. Um, Goose Creek. So I'm very f- familiar with some of those schools in the Low Country, but uh, then went back to Burns and, uh, and, and finished it out, right? But uh, yeah. it was uh, yeah. So I, I remember South, South, and West Florence and Wilson from there. Um, Bruins, uh, Reggie. Uh, here's a, here's another South Florence Bruin for you, Reggie Richardson. Yeah, uh, and his go. claim to fame. Uh, it was a DB at Carolina during Sparky and Brad. Brad Scott's first year. Carolina's up fourteen to seven at Clemson. They get the second half kickoff. Brandon Bennett takes it, yep. pulls up, chunks it across the lateral to Richardson. He goes down to the one. Game guys end up blowing him out thirty-three to seven. Yep. I was at that game with my friend Mike, Never who is a that. Clemson fan. It was the only Clemson fan I hung out with in high school. That was a beautiful day. Beautiful day for me. <laughs> yeah, I will never forget that play. It was one of the one of the great 
plays of Gamecock football of the whole decade because for the large majority of the decade, they just <laughs> suck. Terrible. So, you know, you talk about that one, uh, the, the Hank Campbell stop, um, the – uh, you know, the big douche run. I mean, there was there was some plays yeah, that would pop from time to time. Bend it over the yeah. top in Athens. Bennett, iconic. Yeah. yeah Kenny yeah. was up the line. Yeah. Yeah. Brandon Bennett, by the way, his son um, is at Coastal, and he's a pretty good football player. I, um, so, it, I know he's um, – matter of fact, a few years ago, I when I was still doing the pregame show for ESPN, I used to get – we used to have, you know well, – I mean, I've always had tickets, but – I didn't, you know, I never, y'all know me. I, w- I wasn't going to ever take the press route and go sit up in the press box. I'm sitting down in my seats. Um, but we had uh, tickets from the from the station. And so there were uh, a couple of games. One game uh, gave some tickets to the Bennett's and they came and sat with us. And um, and then uh, there was another game. Um, we gave tickets to uh, Corey Boyd. And um, he came, actually got on the pregame show with us and, and came and sat with us and stuff like that. And I was, I remember thinking to myself going, why do I have to give these guys tickets? Is there not somebody at Williams-Brice Stadium they should be able to call and say, hey, I'm Brandon Bennett. Can I get in? Yeah, of course you can. You know, here's there, the- there probably is a way to do it. I- oh, there is, there is now. At the time, they yeah. were really working on this, and they hadn't quite gotten it figured out. But um, – but those James like Churchill, Corey Boyd, you know, come on. James Churchill says 56 scored at Mississippi State. That's actually 65. Because yeah, uh, so, even the, the the 63 against Tennessee did not break that record. It was uh, that was that was Brad Scott's second season where South Carolina played absolutely no defense at all. Period. None. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that team could score on teams that weren't good defensively, um, and they scored Can 65 just- on Mississippi State. Well, let me just squeeze this in real quick here um, so I keep everybody out of the gutter today. If we can count on just one hand all the great moments of the 90s of Gamecock football, <laughs> I think we need to move fine greener pastures to get into. That's probably not a good topic right now. Yeah, that's right. Toilet somewhere. <laughs> Jeez. The 90s was great. I was drunk from about September 1st of 1990 until – uh, Lou Holtz took over, but besides that, you know, it was it was good. Yeah, uh, no, no, it was it was a tough, it was a tough road to hope. Uh, hey, real quick here, we're about to tip off in six minutes. Southern Cal and Michigan State uh, will will get us going on the men's side. The ladies' side, of course, the, South Carolina will get going at two, and we've got some stuff to get to in that. Um, should be another pretty good day of basketball. Tomorrow is setting up to be. A, I think a great day of basketball. I think this Duke and Tennessee game has got a chance to be really good. I think Kansas better be very careful against Arkansas. Um, I think Houston better be very careful against Auburn tomorrow, especially with their injuries and Auburn playing as well as they are right now. Um, as a matter of fact, I think tomorrow there is a chance for some heavy upsets out there. Penn State and Texas, Auburn and Houston, Arkansas and Kansas – Watch out. Um, with that said, to transition that into Gamecock basketball, I this name had popped up, but it to me just through the grapevine, and I brushed it off because this has been maybe a couple of weeks ago or more. But were you all surprised, or did you kind of have a lead on that Daniel Hankins Sanford would be entering the transfer portal? It uh... – I was a little surprised by it, but I'm not I was an insider, too. so yeah. After <laughs> 
I got some, I got had a conversation with somebody about it last night and, um, after the conversation, though, it didn't surprise me. I mean, you know, so some right. some guys, freshmen, sometimes uh, they don't really adjust to college life as well as, as maybe you'd hope. Um, and so, like, there's a reason he wasn't playing, you know, a whole lot. Now, I'm not saying that he did anything wrong. I'm just saying that, you know, sometimes the, the actual daily responsibilities of being a college student, especially a student athlete, that's uh, – it's, it's not always um, – you know, not everybody adjusts well to it. So that's uh, that's what I'll just say about that. Um, but, you know, long-term it was surprising because uh, I did think at the beginning of the year he showed some promise, and, and I know that, that Frank Martin and his staff were high on him, and I know in practice Lamont Paris mentioned him a few times, that he's a pretty good young player. Uh, Zach Davis, another freshman uh, that played a lot this year, uh, probably had some – Opportunities in the portal, but uh, I don't know if you guys saw this, he, he signed an NIL deal with Carolina Rise yesterday. <laughs> uh, that wasn't necessarily to keep him in place, but uh, you know, I, I thought that was pretty good, you know, to help Batman's basketball with that because Zach, if he continues to lift weights and get stronger, I mean, he's a six-seven guard. So I mean, that's that guy could be uh, really good in time. So uh, you know, it just. Uh, Hank and Sanford, like, like I said, it surprised me when it happened. I was like, ah, well, you know. Uh, but keep in mind, he was he signed with Frank Martin, right? He didn't sign with Lamont Paris. So he, he's a and, – and he, he came on anyway. But, uh, you know, prob- probably will go someplace. He's from, I think he's from Charlotte, probably someplace closer to home, I would think. Is yeah. Well, and, and I – again, I, I didn't have a ton of information. It, it might have been more than a couple of weeks ago, maybe a little bit further than that. Sorry, I was kind of paying – I heard the dogs barking. I thought, well, maybe somebody's breaking in. And stealing some stuff from us, but it turns out the wind is like it's like a hurricane out there. Um, yeah, I I had just you know, maybe two or three weeks ago. I don't know. I just kind of got gotten the gotten a little bit of a smell drifting out of out of the the gym that you know I don't know maybe keep an eye on this guy, but it just didn't seem serious. And then well, okay, I kind of forgot about it until I saw it yesterday. So, but so. We'll have to get Whittle. JC, do you know the numbers? Well, maybe we can get Whittle on on Monday to give us the – because it looks like they're – are they at five right now, scholarships – or six – I'm sorry, yeah. six scholarships? Keep in available? mind they held a – yeah, they held a scholarship. Uh, and, and, of course, Gigi hasn't technically announced yet, but I'm pretty sure he's gone. So um, – and so they lost right? – M- Monat's gone. Benson's gone. Hayden Brown is gone. He's out of eligibility. I'm writing this down. Uh, Hank and Sanford is gone. They had had one available. And so if he, and then if Gigi is gone and he probably is, that's six. So you'd have um, six available. uh, Yeah. Six total available scholarships, which is only leaves seven players. So, um, but uh, yeah. So we'll see what happens. uh, They're right back where they were last year. Yeah, and look, I'm gonna be honest. In college basketball, this type of attrition happens. Oh, it's uh, happening. And, and even yeah, when yeah. you don't change coaches, I, I remind everybody a lot. You know, when they were people were raising, you know, what about Frank? People leaving Frank's program. Frank's team before they went to the Final Four lost six guys. Yeah, off that roster that, that won 25 games and went to the second round of the NIT. It's just, 
it's just the way the sport is, you know, of course the, the BB gun incident had a little bit to do with that, but, uh, it was, um, you could, you could survive it as long as you, I mean, and I, I don't know if there's anything really to survive. They were 11 and 21 for goodness sake, but, uh, you know, so we'll see sort of, uh, see sort of what happens. I, I think, uh, moving forward, I've, I've got, I, I don't, I don't want to say blow sunshine here or anything, but, uh, I am curious, I guess, really curious to see kind of what they come up with uh, from the portal uh, this year. So we'll see. Yeah, we will certainly see. All right, we'll, we'll go ahead and hit uh, one of the timeouts that we missed. Electric Bikes of Charleston powers our program, and they're powering a large majority of the state of South Carolina who is getting on a bike that's actually going to get them where they need to go, and they could, they could be powering you as well if you would like to do the same thing, like – get some exercise and be able to get through the mountains or be able to get through the sand at the <laughs> beach or for guys like myself, just be able to get down the damn street electric bikes, Charleston.com. You can come from anywhere in the state of South Carolina and they're going to take care of you. Uh, it's it's so they have these electric motors that have up to 750 Watts of power in them, but that doesn't mean that you have to ride it around like a moped. You don't have to do that. You can actually ride your bike. I had somebody mention that to me. Well, I want to ride my bike. I'm like, okay, well, then don't cut the motor on. But when you've gone 30 miles and you're like, oh, my God, I got to get home now. <laughs> cut the motor on. Uh, that's what it's there for. You know, reach into the little cooler that you've got strapped underneath your seat, and crack a beer open, and just ease on home. Electrobikescharleston.com. They're the home of Aventon, Velotric, and Magnum Bikes up to 28 miles per hour in pedal assist mode all ages and sizes five levels of pedal assist and a partridge and a pear tree and believe it or not they have bikes get this that fold like a wallet yeah you can put them in the back seat like if you don't have a truck like myself or you don't drive an 18 wheeler like lance lynn's dad you can just fold your bike up and put it into the back seat of your car electricbikescharleston.com gamecock owned and operated if you see michelle please give her a hug for us because she is very very sweet she's a great gamecock and i know that she airs our show our show in there as well so if you're in there you're not even gonna miss a minute you'll be able to watch it on tv that's right all right it's 12 17 uh so we will we will hit a timeout dawn and the gamecocks get going at two o'clock today boys and girls when we return i've got some you probably you know the stats but you 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 need to be reminded sometimes of what exactly this program has been doing in comparison to the rest of women's college basketball. We've got some of those numbers. Uh, we'll take another peek at uh, Gamecock football. Certainly continue to talk about our brackets and Pat Phil on the back because after day one, he is in the lead for $10,000. We'll be right back. I don't know who you are. I don't know what you want. If you're looking for a karaoke partner, I can tell you, I can't carry a tune in a bucket. But what I do have is a very specific set of skills. Hang up now and your IT nightmares will continue. But stay on the line and I will find you. And when I find you, I will fix it. Um, thanks. Uh, I think I have the wrong number. I'm trying to call Matt at Heritage Digital. He has a one price, low cost turnkey solution for all my IT needs. And I'm sick and tired of my IT guy. So yeah, 843-699-1001. This is 1002. Oh, well, thanks anyway. Don't be taken by some IT dude that talks a big game. Give Matt at Heritage Digital a call, 843-699-1001. 
Gamecock Nation, JB here, and I'm here to tell you about my new favorite painting company, A Couple of Painters. These guys are the best. Gamecock fans and excellent painters and by far the best and easiest quote I've received. They're licensed in both South Carolina and Georgia. They offer 10% off for military, repeat customers, or if you heard it on the show, commercial and residential painting, deck, fence, and cabin staining, cabinet and furniture refinishing. They'll even remove popcorn ceilings and wallpaper, and they offer pressure washing. Find them on Facebook or call 803-522-6832. A couple of painters, proud partners of Inside the Gamecocks, the show. Golfers and wannabe golfers, former Gamecock golfer Meredith Taylor is now a full-time golf instructor in the Midlands of South Carolina. In-person golf lessons are held at the Country Club of Lexington. Half hour, hour, on course nine or 18 holes. And if you're outside of South Carolina, Meredith conducts virtual lessons. Just send in your golf swing for analysis. Gift cards are available for in-person one-hour lessons. Connect on Twitter at Mayor Taylor and find her online at McKellarEnterprises.org. Her email is on the website. Schedule your next lesson today with Meredith Taylor, former Gamecock golfer. You're tuned into Inside the Gamecocks, the show. The sideline is picked off. Brad Edwards will get a convoy. Touchdown, South Carolina. He's got to raise your spurs, spurs, spurs. You ain't just a bird, bird, bird. You're top of the coop, star of the show. You're a rooster who's born a pro. Well, I bet you wonder when, when you win or lost a step or two. Fell down the pecking <laughs> Welcome back, everybody. <laughs> Inside the Gamecocks, the show brought to you by just, Express Sunrooms of Columbia. I just read your response to that. Just, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it makes too much sense. <laughs> Sorry, JC. We're just picking on you in front of you. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> The answer is no. The answer is no. Yeah, that's no. Yeah, that's no. That's uh, that's a grinding, getting up at four. The 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 working JC. That's what my brain's. That's not the still up at four. That's the getting up at four. That's that's the getting up at four. Not the still up at four. The still up at four. You guys are very familiar with. (laughs) He's a little that 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 JC is a little bit more uh, dramatic, you know. Or thinks you know if if I tried to record something like that. Mm-mm. No, no, I'd probably yeah. break down. As, I don't know, but yeah. Hey, spe- so, yeah. Speaking of still up at four, uh, when the Carolina Rise event comes to Charleston, which is April 29th, right? Oh, April gosh. 29th. April yeah. 29th. No, no, Phil, I'll, I'll be I'll be in bed at four a.m. Um, but, but there are some people I know that sometimes aren't in bed at four a.m., like Michael Flint. Do we have any uh, any open available tickets to pass along to him and his young children? Absolutely. Yeah. Just let me know. I haven't, we haven't put those out for public yet, but, uh, I've definitely. And, uh, can we just overcharge the public so guys like us can get in for free? No, yeah. Kidding. We'll, we'll figure all that out. It's uh it's, it's, it's a good deal. It'll be, a good I'm not deal. worried about getting no. in. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I, yeah. I've got to actually talk to you a little bit about, I may need some help with the event, uh, I, I, uh, from, I know. from a certain standpoint. So, <laughs> um, so yeah, it'll be, it'll be a home team. Barbecue in, already cleared my schedule. It's all good. Got to I've got clean, yeah. cleaned out the truck. It's fine. I've got to confirm, uh, confirm, uh, I'm confirming some of the players, uh, Already got uh, DeGarian Joyner, uh, Jalen Nichols, and I've got about five of them that are going to more than likely do it. I just have to 
I have to get the final word before I announce, uh, but but I can tell you about those two. Uh, maybe even have Zach Davis there from the basketball team. I don't know yet. Um, food is included in your ticket and, and some other things. We'll have drawings, raffles. It is a fundraiser. Uh, so it's not, you know, if you're a member of Carolina Rise, that this is not – uh, it, it is a thank you for being a member, but it's the, the point is, is to generate more funds for players. Now in right now, as long as the game is not a noon kickoff or an early afternoon kickoff in Charlotte, uh, we're going to have a VIP tailgate and that will be relatively inexpensive uh, to come and we'll feed you probably some Nana's porch. How about that? And we'll invite and, Patrick uh, we'll, and feed you whiskey jam. Well, dude, if, if, I, that'd be amazing. But, yeah. It, Out it's, of the it's ice luge. That's, yeah, because, you know, our, our plan with Carolina as moving forward is to have uh, two big football-type fundraisers, the football basketball fundraisers in the spring, and then make a smaller baseball, like, dugout club kind of thing in the fall for baseball, uh, and then a big, massive thank you for being a member, you know. They say membership thank has its privileges, but – yeah, but uh, so so that's the plan right now for that. Certainly, we've had some more people join up lately, and uh, another business came in for quite a pretty good amount. And uh, yeah, we're excited onward and upward with Carolina Rise, and, and really the whole entire NIL situation in South Carolina. With Gar- you know, people think we we compete with Garnet Trust. We don't. We work with them, uh, and Jeremy and his guys have done a fantastic job. You know, yeah. also Park Avenue's getting going. So. Um, you know, Carolina Rise, NIL, all that stuff's about South Carolina. It's not about me or, uh, you know, competing with anybody Carolina. or anything like that. But uh, it's not but about yeah, so I, I, North Carolina. It's yeah, about South I got to find out. I got to, you know, so so as soon as that kickoff time's announced, which probably should be in May, June sometime. May. I'm going to start scouting for, for a big enough parking lot space and, and all that to have the uh, the Carolina Rise official VIP tailgate. So that'll be good. But certainly we'd love for all of you to come. So there'll be a, a Thursday, the 27th, that'll be an evening event in Columbia. Uh, and then the Charleston event will be Saturday afternoon, the 29th. Um, we'll also have, uh, you know, um, what we have, uh, we'll have other upgrade availabilities. For those of you in Columbia that would like to come to the Charleston event, uh, we're, we're getting a bus for the guys to come down. Um, and you can actually, you know, purchase a seat on the bus for a hundred bucks and ride down with the players if you want to. Uh, so that's, that's, but all those options will be yeah. laid out here in the, within the next week, probably next week while I'm out of town. But uh, yeah, certainly uh, Michael, you, t- you tell Wando he's invited. Okay. <laughs> we got him and his kid kiddos taken care of. How about that? Yeah. Um, well, I, Quantrell I says get a Miller, Miller like keg for the tailgate. And I'm there. Well, hell Quantrell will probably have to get several. Because the last thing I'm going to do. Yeah, one's one is not going to cut it. Yeah. I mean, seriously. Well, I, that's, inviting I, I, Steven. Yes. Yeah, if Steven Flint's there. No, no. Garcia. Oh, oh Jesus. Just better no. back up the beer truck. Then no, Let's we, get a beer truck. I'm not worried about you know? Steven Flint. And Steven Flint, he's a lightweight. I can, we can handle him. He'll just smuggle a little flask in. But Garcia, you'd be smuggling in an entire beer truck for for – from a man, Steve. Yeah. Who's a, who's a good dad, by the way. Well, yeah. Congratulations to him. Very yeah, happy for yeah, him. That's right. um, but look, somebody just texted me, said, don't use dugout club. That's not what I'm using. I, I, I want to make that clear. That's uh, there, are, there are a ton of dugout clubs. Uh, it just kind of popped in my head, to, to, but I'm not calling any kind of baseball Carolina has anything, the dugout. No, it's good. It's man. actually going to be the cock club. 
The Big Cock Club. The BCC. Where you head, you know, where you headed, BCC? Honey? honey, where are you headed? Um, I'm headed to the Cock Club. You're doing what now? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll uh, be back later. It's uh, it's all good. It's gonna be Nobody fun. ever needs to, to Google Big Spur adult films, by the way. Don't uh, ever do that. Man, I won't. No. Don't ever do that. Phil, Phil, your computer has enough issues. Please don't. Yeah, right. Yeah, there's not inviting that onto this PC. That's for sure. We'll get enough. Oh, we'll get enough. Say spam. Yeehaw, man. We'll get enough in the uh, Nana Sports chat. Box. So, uh, Adam asked, yeah. was Ford Cooper on scholarship? No, he was a walk-on. Uh, he was on scholarship at Missouri State and transferred in. Yeah. Never got a whole lot of run. Uh, that little walk-on kid they got from here. This is how bad. Uh, I don't even remember his name. The, the little kid that hit the three. Sparkling. Eli. Yeah. He, Eli was pretty solid, I thought. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I don't know. So, I, I uh, yeah, that's a, uh, that's, there, there's some space being cleared uh, there and uh, all that good stuff. But, yeah, Quantrill, I, I'm planning on having some beers there, but it's like, I, I, I threw like the last kegger I threw was in 1999. Okay. No, we're not throwing a kegger. <laughs> well, there'll be barbecue and stuff there, obviously, but uh, well, yeah, but it's, it's a, a party. <laughs> it's a party. It's a, it's just a well, college. Like, kids are invited. <laughs> I mean, like, you know, it's, dude, Lance players talking about coming. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Lance doesn't I mean, realize that we, we have to make sure. But, uh, you know, and, uh, it was in, I lived in five points at Place on the Green. And so we thought, hey, you know, because never in the history of keggers in college did I ever run out of it. There's always beer left over. I mean, there's always like this nasty beer sitting there and it, it gets and you old. you kept drinking you know? it. Yeah. yeah sometimes. <laughs> Depends. Depends on what the day is. But yeah. uh, I'm with Bill dude, on this dude, one. Dude, dude, we ran out. I'm not. I'm not. Yeah, I'm not doing the kegger. We ran out. I want the good stuff. I just don't want to run out. That's all I'm saying. I don't want to run out. Nah, you're not going to run out, man. Not at home team. You'll be fine. They got plenty of bills. Like, well, no, no, no. I'm talking about the tailgate in Charlotte. Uh, oh, there's a no. There's a cash bar at the home team. You got to pay for your drinks there. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was about um, to say. No, I know Aaron I, I, pretty well. He ain't gonna run out of booze. Um, yeah, no. So it's it's uh, no, but at the um, at the VIP tailgate the next because I don't I don't know that Nana's does beer. I don't know if Nana's Porsche has a beer truck, do they? I mean, I don't know. Probably But we'll, we'll figure all that out, man. That's a long way away. It's going to make my head hurt. I got to go to Disney on Sunday, and I got to go to my March Madness party today. And You're never going to make around the world myself. at Disney. The Disney around the I've, world thing where you do a beer. I've tried it country? once. Yeah, you'll Nat, never. Because I don't, I, don't, I don't like to drink when I'm down there just because I don't want to be hungover down there. That's oh, my worst oh. freaking nightmare. Yeah, like and I know Phil attacks it. Phil attacks Disney a different way, but one time I did. Uh, Nat and I flew down in 2019, right after we first moved up here. We were just on a whim. We were like, "Let's go to the Epcot Wine and Food Festival," um, and we stayed at like the Swan. We didn't even we didn't really go to. I mean, we we got a, a pass that got us in. Like we went in at noon, and we tried. We made it to Morocco and had to stop. Yeah, oh, lightweight. Well, you got to get through that. Yeah. It's a gauntlet. It's a gauntlet. Now, I say that here. My perspective is I've made it around the world, uh, oh. the missus as well. I've also been cut off twice in Mexico, which means I only got to <laughs> one country. You got to Mexico? <laughs> <laughs> 
Man, good news. Good news for everybody coming to the Charleston event. Phil will be driving the bus from Columbia. (laughs) We we know that you'll get here. Getting back to the Midlands, you will be on your own. Totally. Uh, Lance Player has changed his avatar. Yeah. (laughs) I love it. Yeah. He's chugging one. Well, hey, look, we did sit on our St. Patrick's Day show. We're all going to sit here and drink, and we're not drinking. No, actually, that was me and Phil before you joined, Jamie. They're like, St. Patrick's Day, y'all should just sit around and drink. And I was like, and I forgot, you know, it it got lost on me. It was St. Patrick's Day, so we didn't. But we we have had a a heavy drinking discussion today about whatever, but uh, I'm fired up. Uh, Happy, happy, happy points out Brad Edwards is from Fayetteville, North Carolina. Yeah. There you go. Beautiful Yeah. That's. Home of Brad Crawford too. Who's say, that's where Brad show. Crawford is around. Yeah, yeah. Vietnam. What is uh in the, in, in the words of uh, in the words of uh, Billy Madison, you are correct. All right, uh, we uh, are set to hit another timeout. Uh, the Modern Golf Club experience is here. TravelingCountryClub.com. They finally let me in a club. I've been trying to explain this to everybody. Nobody. Some people don't even get it because they haven't seen the show. I did everything I could to get into Sons of Anarchy from day one. And I just kept getting a a no, as a matter of fact. (laughs) These guys said yes. TravelingCountryClub.com has over 40 golf courses. Over 40 in the Carolinas. Myrtle Beach area. Charleston area. Midlands. Upstate. Charlotte. Waynesville. They just added one. Check this out. Google it and you'll see what I'm talking about. Mount Mitchell Golf Club. Yeah, towards Mount Mitchell in North Carolina. Uh, that one will be coming online here pretty soon. It's a mo- low monthly rate, and then you get to play all these courses. 20 bucks, 25 bucks. Yeah, it's incredible, man. They've got hundreds and hundreds of members. It's relatively new, but it's taking off fast, and that's why every time I talk to Michael, Michael Manus, who's one of the owners of Traveling Country Club, play golf at Carolina, as a matter of fact. He's traveling all over the place because there's so many golf courses that are interested in getting in. You better get in now. Travelingcountryclub.com. Plus, they've got the Plunder on Polly's Golf Tournament coming up uh, in July. As a matter of fact, it's the weekend before SEC Media Days, July 21st and July 22nd. One round at True Blue Golf Club, one round at Caledonia. If you've ever played either one of those, you know they're exceptional. And uh, the prize person, that could be up to 12000 Dollars. If you don't win JC's ten grand by virtue of our bracket, you could win maybe two thousand more by playing golf in this in this event. Uh, make sure you head to travelingcountryclub.com. Travelingcountryclub.com. They are teeing up St. Patrick's Day for all of us, and certainly teeing up March Madness this weekend as more upsets are in the mix. I think tomorrow is going to be bonkers all right i uh, didn't get those stats out yet from the ladies side of things so we need to make sure we pass those along plus if you do love baseball and i know my man jamie churchill does and maybe you haven't paid attention this is a really 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 good weekend in the sec so how many tvs can you possibly put into one room to watch march madness and sec baseball somebody send us a photo hang tight we'll be right back If you're in the upstate of South Carolina and are in need of residential real estate services, Cindy Bass, Searfoss of Caldwell, Banker Kane is for you. Ask her about the village at Creekside, all of her listings in my hometown of Spartanburg, South Carolina, right there on Daniel Morgan Avenue, married to a lifelong Gamecock fan. And many of our listeners have already bought homes from her 
and been 100% satisfied with the detail and care she uses. Cindy Searfoss, 864-414-5271, Caldwell Banker Kane in the upstate for your real estate needs. Cool Joe here. And when I'm not eating average jambalaya or celebrating endless summer in Destin, I like to eat pimento cheese straight off the bucket. Mmm. And the only pimento cheese I like to eat is from Nana's Porch. It's award-winning. It'll melt in your mouth. It's good on a cracker. It's good in a bowl. It's good on a piece of bread. Also, don't forget Nana's Porch has a hell of a food truck. It's award-winning as well. And they're here for all of your catering needs. So get online. Nana'sPorch.com. It's mm-mm good. Coach O signing off. In the summer, go Tiger. The preferred sign partner of Gamecock Athletics is Signorama Columbia, and they should be yours too. A full-service sign company that handles design, production, install, and service, Signorama Columbia has helped to bring to life the perfect vision for so many all across South Carolina. Owned and operated by proud Gamecock alumni, they can handle all types of signage, including interior and exterior, vehicle graphics, and more. Go to Signorama.com and find the West Columbia location or call them at 803-407-9284. Bring your brand to life with Signorama Columbia and go hey man, are you sick and tired of your business computer guy? Yes, he takes forever to call me back and doesn't always respond to the requests. Yeah, same here. I'm paying him good money. I constantly have issues and I'm worried he's not backing up my network and securing it properly. You know what, Phil? Let's ask Stone Blanton. Hey, JC and Phil, if you want a solution to your IT problems, give Heritage Digital a call. Our boy Matt Odom has a low-cost, one-price solution that will get you running right. Call 843-699-1001 or heritagedigital.com and ask for Matt. He will hook you up today and tell them Stone sent you. This is Fresh and All-American, Nicky Memorial of the Carolina Gamecocks, and you are listening to the show with JC and Phil. Welcome back, everybody, inside the Gamecocks, the show brought to you by Express Sunrooms of Columbia. 803-446-4662 is how to get in touch with John and his team, or you can send him an email, johnb at expresssunrooms.com. Talk about a potential enclosure of a porch or patio for you. Let some sunshine in. And, of course, all the wonderful guests that we've had on our show this week have been brought to you on the McKellar Enterprises guest line. Give Meredith a call. Or hit her website up, mckellarenterprises.org. Actually put it in the chat box on 76's request. Check out her YouTube channel as well. Give her a subscribe. She's running some sort of promotion, I think, to get her over, what, a 1,000 subscribers is what we're shooting for, Mayor? 500 somewhere in there? Yeah. Yeah. Go check out Meredith. Support her. Support the show at the same time. All right, uh, real quick here, and I just got a text, so right on cue, but we will will actually... um, I will actually uh, make sure we tip our caps to Colin Taylor over at Gamecock Central with the first one publicly out about this from Georgia, South Carolina and Georgia will not play tonight because of rain. This has been expected. They will double dip it tomorrow with two nines and they will throw the first pitch at two o'clock on the SEC Network Plus game three still on his scheduled Sunday at 3 p.m. Little surprised by the 2 p.m. start time tomorrow. Having tonight off, it is a chilly weekend, which means they won't get done till in the 5 o'clock hour, and they won't throw the first pitch tomorrow night till sometime in the 6 o'clock hour. I thought maybe they'd try to go at noon. 
Uh, but uh, they're going to go at 2 o'clock tomorrow as part of 2-9. So you can wipe that slate clean if you were planning to watch Gamecock baseball uh, tonight. Last night, a couple of top 25 matchups played in the SEC. A, Florida looks really good, uh, really, really good. Three to nothing, uh, the final in that one over 24th ranked Alabama. And uh, Vanderbilt, as Coach Lake pointed out earlier, ended up 10-run ruling Ole Miss. Remember, the 10-run rule is in play now in the SEC. It was, uh, I think it was like 5-2 to two for a while, and then Vandy got the sticks going late, and uh, the game ended at 12 to two and uh, so now with that with Carolina's game off the board today those two games that are th- those four teams I just mentioned Bama Florida and um, and Ole Miss and Vanderbilt will also be playing today you've also got top ranked LSU starting a weekend series on the road at 15th ranked Texas A&M um, so we will um, we'll get a uh, we'll get a good look at the Tigers probably this will be their stiffest series of the season on the road in Aggie country. And then if you're a baseball fan, one to keep an eye on, second-ranked Tennessee is at Missouri this weekend. The Tigers of Missouri come to Founders Park next weekend. So uh, we'll see if they can, you know, maybe get it going a little bit against the Vols. In uh, hoops real quick, guys, 24-15 uh, to 15 with 8-11 to go in the first on CBS, Michigan State leading Southern Cal. And tipping off literally right now, and I'm really interested to watch this game, is Xavier and Kennesaw State. Congratulations to Kennesaw State for getting into the tournament for the first time ever uh, since being in Division I uh, basketball. On the ladies' side of things, Dawn and the Gamecocks get going in an hour and 20 minutes or so. Um, Marquette and South Florida are on the floor. Marquette leading in that one, 34 to 28. And 35 to 24, seventh seeded Arizona is on top of West Virginia with five minutes left uh, in the second quarter. So that one's almost headed uh, to halftime. So upon the completion of Marquette in South Florida is Norfolk State and the Gamecocks at two o'clock on ESPN, where boys and girls, if you have not paid attention, the over under is 115, but the spread is 49 and a half points in favor I was just about of to the mention that. Yeah. <laughs> take the lay, lay the 49, baby, Norfolk State. That's right. 40. No, <laughs> I, I think I've taken I the um, I think I'm taking the Gamecocks to cover. <laughs> wow. Okay. Over under the real number is four and a half because that's what Howard scored in the first half four points yeah. of last year's opening round game against the Gamecocks. Are you going over or under four and a half? I'll take the over. I'm taking. I think they'll score more. I think they'll score more than four points. Uh, Norfolk State is uh, is 26 and six on the year, but they have not seen anything near what they're about to walk into today uh, when uh, Gamecocks get on the floor. So, how about this? I know we all know it, but just the numbers. Like, think about how many times have we mentioned lately? Like, we're going to look back one day in our lives and go. We saw that up close and personal. We took it for granted. And, oh, my God, how amazing was it? Since the 1920 season, this includes COVID, of course. It got cut short. March Madness, remember that year, got hammered because of uh, the virus. So the last four years, South Carolina is 
125 and eight. 61 and three in regular season play in the SEC. Hold on now. I said they are 125 and eight. Wow. Uh, I, let me ask you a question. That's a it, 940 winning percentage. That's ridiculous. I mean, <laughs> and, and, and not not this year. The SEC wasn't the best league in the country this year, but it has been every other year. Okay. And you could probably, there's probably still somebody out there making a case for it. I don't think it was, though. Um, but overall, the last four years, it has been the best league in the country. And they've been 61 and three versus their opponents in league play. So let me ask you all a question. And I'll fast forward it to if they win the national championship because I think right now it's pretty close. I'm saying basketball, not college basketball, not the NBA, basketball. If South Carolina wins the national championship this year, which they are heavy favorites to do so, which would give them three in the last few years under Dawn, is we've seen the commercials already. Will Dawn Staley take over, or is she already? the face of the sport of basketball in America. Oh, I think she's doing it in spite of herself. Well, in spite of everybody else, really. Who, I think who there's a you, big, you know, pushback. I mean, you know, it, it depends. If you got ESPN, you know, trying to keep Gino alive, you know, trying to make Mulkey more Gino than alive. I think what she really is, and, and you know. Well, Tara Vander. <laughs> I, I think really could be the face, but yeah, no, Dawn is it. I mean, it really is. I think I saw a commercial of uh, with Dawn in it yeah. yesterday. Yeah, yeah, with yeah, Saban, I mean, yeah, so. with Coach Saban, yeah. mm-hmm. and Asia Wilson's in a commercial too for you know. Uh, so, but I mean, think about this for a second. Who's the face of the NBA? Is it Steph Curry? Is LeBron? Is he? He's not the fa- face of the NBA anymore, is he? I don't know. Is I would think he still is. I mean, he's. I mean, I can Kevin make the Durant. case the face of the NBA is still Michael Jordan just because of the shoe. But I mean, yeah, I it, it, it's interesting about you know, that. I mean, Dawn's in the Coach K commercial, right? Yeah. Yep. Affleck. You don't get an Affleck commercial unless you're noteworthy, right? Who does Affleck? Saban. Uh, the Duck, obviously, is very famous. Coach um, Deion Sanders. Coach yeah. Prime. Uh, and Dawn Staley and Coach K. Black. I mean, is she? That's the, it. The, I'm not talking about college basketball. I'm talking about the sport of basketball in America right now. Who has a higher profile than Don Staley? Because we're about to see when we cut this TV on in an hour, y'all know it's coming for two hours. It's going to be a Don love fest. Rightfully so. People are going to get sick of it. Unless you're wearing garnet and black, obviously the rest of the country is going to be exhausted with this by the end of the tournament. But it's coming. Yeah. Is there? How about this? How about this question for you? Outside of, outside of Michael Jordan and Magic, you know, like that era, who who in the history of basketball has a more well-rounded resume than Don Staley? Like I've said this before, and go, well, Gino's won eleven national championships. Yeah, that is unbelievable. I don't even know if that record will ever get broken. I ain't talking about that. Don combined has 13 gold medals as player and coach at different right. levels. She's she she's she's won titles. She's I mean, think about everything she's done. Like, is there anybody with a more well-rounded resume than Don Staley? I, I can't think of a guy that's a or, or guy or gal that, that was that good of a player that's also that good of a coach. 
You know, that's been that good coach. Yeah, like, right. Like, yeah, like Michael Jordan it was the greatest, the GOAT to me. I mean, I don't want to get into the LeBron versus Jordan thing. My God, no. that makes my head spin. But uh, I will. It's a lot of it's when you, a lot of it's when you grew up, you know, and then when you kind of came of age. And uh, I'll, I'll always think of Michael Jordan as the GOAT. Very, very average franchise owner. <laughs> very average, you know, as far as what he's done with the Hornets. I saw he's trying to sell it too. So sell yeah, the Hornets the again. The Falcons. So. Yeah, I, so so that's that. Um, you know, uh, Steve Spurrier in football was a great player uh, at the at the college level, of course. And spent ten years in the league as a backup, but his pro career, he'd probably tell you wasn't as good as he wanted it to be. But boy, he's an excellent coach at the college level. But I mean, you know, Dawn, you know, she was not only the, synonymous as a player with the sport, but now she's synonymous as a coach, and that's. I can't think of, uh, you know, because because most of your good coaches aren't necessarily your your star players. You know what I'm saying? Uh, so yeah. I can't think of anybody. Jim Harbaugh, maybe. Maybe you go Jim Harbaugh because he was really good college quarterback, pro quarterback, college coach, pro coach. Jim Harbaugh, maybe. But no, it's nothing like Dawn Staley as far as how she sort of encompasses the whole sport. I mean, she – and uh, I saw Quantrell in the chat box start to mention about how – her success could lead to a shoe deal with Nike. Uh, and you bet your bottom dollar uh, it could. Um, you know, I think uh, – For the whole school. Nothing against Under Armour. Uh, but if, if when, that, when that contract comes up, if you're Carolina and you have designs on getting Jumpman uh, to outfit your entire organization, which, by the way, you know, it's interesting. The, the, the one Texas school that has Jumpman is uh, Houston. Houston, yeah. Kind of weird. Uh, doesn't um, but, San Diego uh, State didn't they have the jump man on last night? Like, they were on the San TV like over here, like over the, like I'm sitting did. here, I'm watching Arkansas and Illinois, and the Charleston game was over there, so I, I saw how big their players were, and I watched the game, but I, I couldn't see the close up. But I know Houston had that on, so um, yeah, boy, that'd, that'd be pretty good for Carolina to get Nike. Yeah, San Diego State, that. yeah, jump man. San Diego they State, are right? jump man. Yeah, that's what so, I thought. Um, there's, well, UCL, does, is UCLA? I know they're Nike. They may be, UCLA may be jump man. Yeah, they are. They are. Um, it's, it's one per conference right now. And the one in the SEC Oklahoma. is Florida. Well, well that's, that's going to change in. though. Yeah. Yeah. Oklahoma and Florida will both have it. Um, the ACC, of course, is the Tar Heels. Um, the uh, Pac-12 would be UCLA. The Mountain West would be San Diego State. My guess is Houston is the choice in the American. Um, who's in the Big uh, Ten? The Big Ten is is it Ohio State it's, in the Big Ten? It's Michigan. 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 Yeah. That's oh, right. Duh. You know who else has um, it? Uh, Howard. Oh, Howard and wait, Howard and the Mac. Now, how about this? Howard, who Carolina beat last year in the first round, and Norfolk State, who they are going to beat today in the first round. That's interesting. And they're both uh, in the MEAC. That's interesting. Both, yeah, that is interesting. So there's so, two in the but, same conference. But our conclusion is there is no conclusion. Like, we can't name – I don't think we're being small-minded. I'm not – I'm not. this is not in any way, shape, or form a, well, I only see Garnet and Black, so this is how I'm going to think. I would absolutely say it if I didn't agree with it. I wouldn't even ask the question if I thought it – shouldn't be asked 
there is not a consensus that there is a face right now in the sport of basketball in America that you could legitimately say, oh, yeah, head and shoulders, that's the face of basketball over Don Staley. Yep. Right there. I, All right, I we agree. Get final. Tough. Mm-hmm. You're right. Final break we got to get in here. And uh, I've got a little bit of football recruiting knowledge. Or no big scoop or anything to, to kind of pass knowledge. along. I was just thinking about that. I have plenty knowledge, of football uh, knowledge. The Not knowledge. Don't sell you yourself seek short. Seek the knowledge. Yeah, don't sell day. yourself short, JC. All right, we'll be back. The days of being back in the pool and boat are quickly approaching. Many of us don't have the time to hit the gym, but Charleston Fitness Equipment can change that for you. Outfit your home with a treadmill, elliptical, or my favorite, a home rower that allows you to row with the pros all over the world. They have free weights, home gyms, flooring, and much more that makes keeping or getting in shape much more convenient. Located in Mount Pleasant, visit charlestonfitnessequipment.com for more. Get in shape like our Gamecocks. Charleston Fitness Equipment, proud partners of Inside the Gamecocks, the show. Are you looking to buy a new home? Kevin O'Connell with Union Home Mortgage is a local mortgage expert and Gamecocks fan servicing North and South Carolina. Whether you're buying a home, building your dream home with new construction, or turning your equity into cash, UHM's world-class service will ensure you find the perfect mortgage to achieve your home ownership goals. Call Kevin at 803-906-0244 or visit UHM.com today. Union Home Mortgage is an equal housing limit. Lender, NMLS 2229, L-O-N-M-L-S 1772-182. Daddy, I want you to take me to Disney World. Calm down, calm down. JC is here. As you all know, folks, the family and I have visited Disney World many times, but it can be overwhelming, especially if it's your first time going to the most magical place on earth. I highly recommend wherethisroadleads.com and my friend Cherie, a certified Disney vacation planner. That's right. The mouse has given her permission to book your family vacation hassle-free. You don't know where to go, don't know where to stay, don't know where to eat, don't know what to do. It can be overwhelming. So get on wherethisroadleads.com and schedule your free consultation right now. She can help you out. The prices are very reasonable. You don't pay any extra fees. Uh, In fact, she's much more reasonable maybe than booking it straight through Disney. So for your next Disney vacation or, you know, more likely your first so you don't panic, go to wherethisroadleads.com and talk to Cherie, certified Disney vacation planner, a partner of Inside the Gamecocks, the show. This is Braylon Wimmer, South Carolina Gamecock Baseball, and you are listening to Inside the Gamecocks, the show. Go Cox! Welcome back, everybody, to Inside the Gamecocks, the show, brought to you by Express Sunrooms of Columbia. Give John and his team a call, 803-446-4662, to talk about how they can bring some sunshine into your life for the summer. Uh, Real quick here from... uh, the Big Spurs, John Whittle. Coach Tanner has been extended through uh, 2026 as the athletics director at South Carolina. Uh, John just uh, put that out just a little bit ago. And uh, June of 2026 for Coach Tanner, which I think that's a one-year extension. I think he was already on through 2025. Hmm. So, 
Well, there'll be some angst and consternation over that, I'm sure. It's interesting. Oh, let's watch it. Well. <laughs> yeah, you know there will be. But, um, I like. Well. I mean, I know um, a lot of people are like, we don't need to. Congratulations let to Ray. Pick I mean, you know, are- <laughs> yeah, congratulations, to Coach Tanner. Hey, right now, football yeah, team's in good shape. Baseball team's in good shape. They got to fix the basketball team, and the women are about to win a national championship. So that's what it is. All right, JC, I know you got some football nuggets to, yeah, to pass man, along. Be, and, and one uh, I was actually. Yep. Yep. Go ahead. Can he hear me? Can you hear us, JC? Oh, okay. Yeah, I just wanted to say this. Um, a lot. Of, yeah, am I not on? Yeah, you're on. Am I muted? You're just delayed or something. No? Yeah. Yeah, you got us a little laggy. I apologize for that. The wind is blowing awfully hard outside. Can you hear me now? <laughs> Just like Verizon. Those little cables yeah. up there, yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, go ahead, y'all talk. Uh, you know, I don't. No shit, you. Oh, you talk. <laughs> we can hear you. You talk. Okay. All right. So I need to talk. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I talk a lot about. Carolina recruiting in certain places and, you know, for example, the North Carolina thing. Um, I think the staff's done a great job of working around it uh, since they got here because they're kind of on the eight ball in that state. It is an important state. They're getting back into it. They've got some guys they've targeted up there that I think they will land in this class. But another part of the country that's been good to South Carolina over the years, and, and you kind of saw this with Jacksonville last year with getting Pup Howard and Connor Cook and you know, they had the kid from uh, right over there in Lake City committed. Uh, getting back into that, you know, Jacksonville, you got to be careful down there because it, it does have a high bus rate. But Pup's legit, you know, and and uh, Cook's, I've heard some good things about. So they're, they're getting going there. Um, is Tampa, home of the aforementioned Stephen Garcia. Also, Stoney Woodson was from the Tampa area. Uh, you had a lot of other players that Spurrier recruited down there, but. You know, uh, Muschamp and those guys didn't really – they weren't really all that – they were active in Florida, but they would hit different spots. Um, I also think it's probably a lot easier for Steve Spurrier at South Carolina to go into Florida and recruit than it was for Will Muschamp, considering what happened with the Gators. But, um, you know, uh, Carolina has not gotten really a whole lot of – anybody out of Tampa since uh, Marion Brown, and he was a transfer from Georgia Tech. Well – this year, it's starting to kind of turn. You kind of look at it. There's these kids from uh, Carol, I think it's Carolwood Day School. Anthony uh, Carey, I think, is the running back. And they just offered a defensive end named Solomon Wiggins. And I, I think the Gamecocks, you know, just keep an eye on Tampa. You know, <laughs> the west coast of Florida is talent rich. Uh, Kelton Henderson came from Lehigh Acres, which is south of there. But I, I think the Gamecocks can get back in. Uh, to that area. That's just another part of a talent-filled state that's, you know, been good to the Gamecocks historically. And obviously the Gamecocks have brought legions of fans down to the Outback Bowl many times. Uh, you know, I look, just keep an eye on it because uh, that's uh, the, the intel I'm getting is, you know, and look, they may not get anybody out of Tampa. It's really early, but the intel I'm getting is they're, they're making a push. Um, and that's just another spot every single cycle uh, if you establish yourself there, just like in the DMV, you can go get high quality players. And um, <clears throat> it was good to see because Steve Spurrier and company, uh, GA Mangus recruited Tampa for them for a while. Um, actually, 
after he took over for David Reeves, I think Tampa was his area the entire time. So it um it's been good to the Gamecocks. Now there's been some guys like Jarvis Giles that didn't work out, obviously, but uh there's been others that they've gotten are pretty good, especially Steven Garcia. So uh, I just wanted to put that uh, on everybody's radar as you continue to follow uh, recruiting this spring uh, and uh, let you know, keep an eye on there. There, the there are some um, JC who's coming to town this weekend. I was going to say, this looks like a pretty decent recruiting weekend going on in Columbia, right? Yeah. I'd have to look at the list. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I know and, that uh, um, there's a corner Tony had mentioned in this morning. Um, Mikel, Mikel, is it Mikel or Michael? M I K E L L. He's out of Georgia, um, and he was mentioned this morning. And Georgia already has a five-star corner committed, and then today they got a player that the Gamecocks had targeted, Demello Jones, at corner. So this is going to be one of those guys that, that, that if Georgia backs off, right, or fills up. He can fall to Carolina, and, and, and it's good to – people are like, well, why did you want George's leftovers? Well, sometimes your leftovers end up being better than, than what you get It's it's it, when it's that close. when you off, when you, Everybody's good enough to offer, but you're only going to take three and you've offered four. That's still a really good player, that fourth guy, you know, because yeah. they're not going to do it. And, uh, and, of course, if you're South Carolina in any college football program that takes itself seriously – you're not really worried. You're just making your own evaluations. I mean, they're not sitting there going, okay, who did Georgia offer? Let's wait and like, let's, let's wait for the scraps from Longshank's table. The scraps from Kirby's table. No, they're not doing that. But from a fan's perspective and from a, an observer's perspective, analyst, that, that is a good sign because you're kind of looking at it and going, well, they don't really, they recruit all these elite players. There's no question Georgia recruits talented guys. Um, and so, you actually are sort of toward their level uh, when you do that. When you get when you get a guy that you know maybe they recruited, but but you know filled up at his spot. So I think that's uh, just another piece of good news, you know. And that that's that's where that Michael kid is, um, you know, in terms of uh, recruiting. I mean, there were some Gamecock fans were uh, disappointed about Demello Jones going to Georgia, but this may mean that you get this other kid, and uh, that's always uh, something to keep an eye on. So. Well, with that said, it is not only the end of the hour, not only the end of the show, but the end of the work week. It is St. Patrick's Day. It is March Madness. Somebody is going to wake up with a headache tomorrow alongside Latte Lance. (laughs) Hope that everybody gets through the weekend safe, and we hope you're back with us at 11 o'clock on Monday. One person that won't be back with us on Monday is none other than J.C. Sherbert. Woo! In the words of Ric Flair, he will be down dancing with Mickey at Disney World. And he will have a whole week off, J.C. So our thoughts and prayers are with you. Thank you. I hope my legs don't fall off. You got. I this. hope your head doesn't fall off. Don't forget your $10,000 bill so you can snag a meal or two to. while you're down there. We'll get some change. Give me some change. Uh, <laughs> Carolina and Georgia. Go ahead. Yeah. My mom and her husband are in their 60s now. She's got really bad knees, like bad. So they get these motorized carts, right? They get the carts. Nat and I aren't quite there. We need to get with Michelle then. She needs to get her business down to Disney World. She could have (laughs) electric bikes of Disney. Wow. Yeah. Electric bikes. Yeah. Nice. There'd be people flying around the world on those electric bikes, Phil. 
chugging one beer and speeding off to the next. next I don't worry. I'm gonna have to have hip replacement surgery. But I'm so I'm sure that margarita peddler in Mexico to stop me this time. Three predictions before we get out of here in the men's bracket. How many number one seeds will be around on Monday? Phil? I say uh, through four, all four. JC? Three. I'm with JC. I think three will be around on Monday. Uh, the ladies' side of things, South Carolina, all four. We, uh, yeah, all four. South Carolina, we can agree that we'll, we'll be certainly one of them. And finally, Carolina will take how many games from the dogs this weekend? I'm going to say two or three. I am saying two or three as well. I think they I only say that because they're playing a doubleheader tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, I think they should. I, I, I think it'll be a little weird. I think, I think they'll sweep the doubleheader. Well, lose the Sunday. Drop the Sunday that game, game. That game two starter for Georgia is going to be the, they got to get into the bullpen in game one uh, when they get out there tomorrow. If everybody's wondering what we're talking about, they have been canned for today. Double dip starting at two o'clock tomorrow. We are painted garnet and black by a couple of painters. Let me paint something.com. If you need your home painted, we all know about the spring cleaning. Everybody's doing get it cleaned up, get it tossed away. And then you look at the walls and go, oh, my God, this is awful. These guys will come see you anywhere in South Carolina and anywhere in Georgia. Let me paint something.com. A couple of painters painting our program, Garnet and Black, every day here on Inside the Gamecocks. Keep a look at your brackets throughout the weekend, and we will dive into those on Monday. A lot to get to. Can't wait. Happy St. Patrick's Day. Have a great weekend, JC. We'll see you in about 10 days. This has been Inside the Gamecocks, the show. <laughs>